Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Okay, I am so excited to announce this, but I have decided to do something a little different for the last 10 weeks of this year. Whether you are new here or you've been an avid listener since day one, I wanted to highlight the top 10 episodes from this past year. And come 2022, I'm going to start a new season. Nothing's going to change. It's still going to come out on Mondays. I'm just going to start a second season. So I wanted to end this season by highlighting the top 10 episodes. And I chose those top 10 based on the ones that were the most listened to. So for the final 10 weeks of 2021, I am going to start with number 10, working all the way back to number one. You guys, I am so excited for you to either hear these for the first time or re-listen to them if you've heard them before, because we're in a new place. Even if you've heard it before, I invite you to listen again, because you'll probably hear something different. You'll learn something different. Something new will stand out to you, and I invite you to listen up. And this is the final episode of 2021. Here is episode number one. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. I am so amped to be here with you today, and I am bringing on one of my very favorite humans on the entire planet. This human, oh my gosh, we met. I don't even know how long ago. I think I was in like eighth grade or ninth grade when we met. And we actually met at this, like, it's already bringing tears to my eyes. (laughs) We actually met at this like self-improvement camp thing called Choices. And I met her whole family. I know all of her sisters, her mom and dad, and she knows my family. And it was one of those like, my family loves her family. Her family loves my family. And it was just one of those, like, you just hit it off right away. And I just remember being so impressed by her. She was like one or two years older than me, drop dead gorgeous. One of those people that you're like, holy cazoli, like you're like an angel walking around on planet earth. Like it's kind of unfair (laughs) how, and she's just nice she's nice. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. She's confident. She's just one of those humans that you're like, can we just be best friends? Like, please. (laughs) And I have just been so inspired by her my whole life. And ever since we met and, um, long story short, we became moms together. We were literally pregnant together. We were both having sons. We both named our sons after, uh, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And her, her son's name is Maxwell, but they call him Max. My son's name is Holland after elder Jeffrey R. Holland. And, um, we had our babies one day apart (laughs) and we like, we're texting at two o'clock in the morning, nursing as like new moms. And it was just, I, we went through this huge, awesome phase together. And I don't even know if she knows this, but I know I've referenced it on, it's going to make me emotional, but I referenced it on previous podcast. Um, my husband disclosed to me that he had an addiction And one week later, she took our family photos and she was able to capture a photo of me and my husband looking at each other. And it is my favorite photo I own because you can just see on his face how free he feels because six years of secrecy and I still love him. I'm still there for him. He's disclosed this to me. I'm still there with him. We're going to fight this hard thing together. And she was the one who took that picture for me. And so this human is just like, 
yeah, clearly you can tell like she has been there in some of my highest highs and my lowest lows. And she's just an incredible human. And I've watched her as a mom, as a wife, as a human. We talked, we went swimming one day and talked all about the miracle morning that, that I've referenced how many times about Hal Elrod and doing your lifesavers. And she was listening to it and we were talking about how impactful it's going to be. And anyways, she's just one of those people that I could talk to for hours. And this amazing mama is going through something pretty dang hard right now. And I, I've watched her on her social media and she has just been the perfect example of someone who is vulnerable without sharing too much. And she's not someone who pretends like life is beautiful and perfect all the time, but she's also not a Debbie Downer and wants to drag you down to misery with her. She's just this perfect balance of like, wow, she's real and raw and vulnerable and she's going through something hard. And somehow I still feel hopeful. I still feel uplifted following her. She's just such a great example of like taking time for yourself. And through all this, she started her own business and she is a fabulous hair, awesome, extraordinaire. She has this Instagram account called Heatless Hair Tribe. And she is a Monet. Is that how you say it? Monet? Mm -hmm. Okay. She's a Monet hair girl. And she, oh, you know, is like number one in her company. <laughs> like she slays, she slays while she's going through this hard time right now. So I don't want to tell her story because I don't want to share more than she is comfortable with. So Rachel, my friend, I don't even know if I've said her name yet. This girl, is Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Kiddo Cisneros. I don't know what you're going by right now, but Rachel, tell us all about you. Tell us everything you want us to know. I feel like that's like the biggest struggle right now in my life is like, where does my story start? What parts do I share? What don't I share? But Bryn, I love you so much. And I love that you reminded me of where we did meet. Cause I'm, it's, I'm like, we've gone through so much. It's like, oh yeah, it did start with how learning the tools of how to choose your life. And that is exactly where I'm at again in my life and using those same tools. Um, because honestly we can choose our life. We can't choose our circumstances, but we can choose how we show up. And it, it, I hope that with what I do share that I can give any sort of hope or tools for someone else to know that it does not matter what you're going through. Your circumstances don't define you, but you can let it refine you and you can become a stronger, kinder, more loving person, even when you go through the hardest times. And I'm, I'm living that I'm trying to choose that every day. Um, so yeah, the younger me, we were like thinking the younger me, I, I've always felt like I was a blessed person. I'm like, wow, it's, it's, easy for me to be happy. I'm like, that's just who I am. I just, I'm happy all the time. And, and I loved having that, that role. But I remember there was a time right before I served a mission. Um, I chose to serve a mission and I, I was in Southern Chile for a year and a half and I loved it. But I remember before I went, I, I kind of felt this, I don't know, guilt. I'm like, why is my life so great? Like, why am I so happy? I know people struggle. Like, why am I Ooh, like, I, I felt like kind of embarrassed that I didn't have a big struggle. And I remember God was like, it's not for you. It's so that you can bless other people. Yeah, I'm giving you blessings so you can bless others. And then part of me was kind of like, well, just wait, you know what I mean? Just wait. It might not happen right now, but you will, you'll understand. Um, anyway, so fast forward, I came back from my mission. I graduated. I was able to live a semester away in China. Um, I taught kindergarten. So that's another thing, Brynn and I, I did my student teaching kindergarten, but then I ended up teaching third grade. All those skills. I was like, I want my dream is to be a stay at home mom. Um, but if I had to have a job someday, let's say if something happened to my husband, I could go be a teacher. That was my plan. Like this is kind of my backup plan, but it's also going to help me be a mom. So, um, I'd reconnected with a friend from junior high. We had hit it off. We got married really quick. Six weeks of dating. We were engaged six weeks later, we were married. Um, and I remember just feeling, I don't know, like, like there was, I don't, I don't know what all, <laughs> how to share this part of it, but 
I went into my marriage knowing it was going to be hard, um, specifically with what my now ex-husband struggled with. Um, but I just had so much faith that we could get through anything together and I was going to. And, um, so five and a half, well, I guess a little bit into our marriage, um, things were hard. Things were really hard. Um, but again, it's my nature to choose happiness, to find the joy in everything. And I did, and I focused on that and, um, I let the good be enough. Um, and then, so come 2019 of December, um, some things were brought to my attention that really rocked my world. Um, and the exact same time I was looking for, I I wanted something for me. So I was a med school wife. My ex was in uh, medical school and I was a mom of two little boys. And I remember just feeling like I, like my wheels were spinning a million miles an hour. And yet I'm at home in my kitchen doing the dishes and making dinner. I was like, I feel like I could be doing more for other people, for the world. Like there's just something in me that was like, I need to help people. Like, what is this? And so I started looking at different companies that I could partner with that I'm like, okay, I want to share, you know, I don't know. I just want to help people. And so I started looking at different companies and, and one fell into my lap that it literally was like, okay, God, did you make this just for me? Like, so I like hair has been in my, like, I've, I've grown my hair out and I've had to chop it off because it's dyed and the ends. And so I've, I've, spent many years of my life trying to figure out how to grow my hair. And so I started sharing on social media, heatless hair tips to help other girls who might be in the same boat as me and wanted to grow their hair out. And so I started sharing that. And then when I found Monade, it was this plant-based hair company, which I had, I shopped before that in like the multicultural hair section of the stores because they were the most natural. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, where has this been all my life? I'm so excited to try it. And then anyway, so I was like, it was just like meant to be, but right. So right then, as I'm looking at this is when things were coming out in my marriage. And I remember hearing, um, hearing the words in my mind, you might be a single mom someday. You should do this just in case it was just this, Oh, I might need an income to provide for my kids. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm never getting divorced. I would never choose that. I know what I've got into. I know this is hard. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Pick your heart. Okay. I'm going to pick being married. That's hard. That was my choice. And so I was like, eh, okay, but I, I, I went into this business and I, I thought it was here for me to be this healthy distraction, this healthy out- outlet as this year. Cause, cause really we had thought we were getting divorced, um, last January, January, 2020. Um, he was kind of ready at that point. And I was like, no, let's, we can make this work. Let's do this. And so I remember just like mentally be like, let's just give it this year and let's grow and heal. And I want, like, I'm here. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So I planted my feet. And I, anyway, so this business became this opportunity for me to connect with other women. Um, I was really lonely in that time. And it kind of filled that void of like, okay, I can help others feel important and feel loved and feel seen and feel heard. Um, I can be creative and it became like a saving grace for me. And I dove in, I went all in and it was so fun. And I, I honestly think back to this last year, I'm like, where would I have been? Had I not had that, I would have been a depressed mess in bed all year. I know I would have, I'm like, I, God gave that to me to give me a reason to keep getting up every day. Like my kids. Yeah. But I probably would have had them in bed with me watching a show. You know what I mean? So it gave me this extra reason to get out of bed. Um, okay. So as this, um, as my business started growing, um, it was really September when things started taking off and I started creating reels and that's like really big now. And they started catching on really quick. And, um, like my Instagram grew it started growing like thousands a week. And then, but during that exact time, um, is when my ex had come out and, and revealed more things that had been, um, keeping secret from me for years and years. And, um, it really rocked my world, but I had, I had been working and healing all that entire year. Um, I've been going to therapy. I've been doing um, life coach sessions. I've been reading books and podcasts. I'd been healing my mindset so that when all that did come out, yes, it crushed, it crushed my 
marriage, but it didn't crush me. And, um, and so I'll, I'll share a little bit more about that, but, um, anyways, there, and I'll, actually I will, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go into, um, what I've learned during this time and how I've been able to keep going, even though a relationship and a marriage crumbled during all of this while I'm also, I don't know. I don't know how to put that into words, to tell you the truth. <laughs> like, no, that's great. And yeah, you share everything you have for us. Okay. Um, so I've come up with five M's, five M's to either mourn with grace or I haven't, I haven't even decided what grieving with grace, growing with grace, healing with grace, but five ways that have truly changed my life. And I'm still using them every single day. And I hope to give these tools to you. If you're going through something, whether it's grieving a relationship or opportunities in your life that aren't coming to you or the hopes and dreams that you wish you had that aren't happening. Okay. Grieving is something that all of us experience. And I hope these five M's can be a tool for you. So the first one is make space, make space for grieving. Um, it's going to hit you at different times. Um, you'll be having good days. It's a roller coaster. You'll be having good days. And all of a sudden you'll just for me, Allison, anxiety will just start eating at me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what does next week look like? What does this next month look like? What does next year look like? Am I ever going to get married again? Am I going to be alone forever? My, you know, it's just like all the anxiety will just come and I'm like, ho, ho, ho. But when I make the time to just sit and feel it and welcome it, I picture it as little Rachel coming to me with this emotion, whether it's anger, whether it's hurt, whether it's anxiety or depression, whether it's loss or sadness, it's like, she's running at me. And I'm just like, well, like, come here, let me give you a hug. Let me hold you. And let's, you know, whether it's, let's talk about it. Let's feel, let's cry together. Let's yell in a pillow. Let's vent it out. Welcoming that space for her. Cause it is, it is little me that's hurting. It is me. That's hurting. So, um, giving that the time that it needs instead of pushing it, like, I don't want to look at that that's so painful. I don't want to remember that. I don't want to. And you're just kind of shoving it out or distracting yourself with something else. Let yourself sit there for a minute. Let yourself think about it. What is this teaching you? What is this trying to tell you listening to your body? Um, something that I've had to get comfortable with is being uncomfortable. Um, this past month I went to a wedding with my, it was the first time I'd seen my extended family since my divorce. And uh, I just can't even tell you, like, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to be with my family and friends when usually that was me with my family, you know, my ex-husband. And then it's uncomfortable to be alone at my house. It's uncomfortable for me to show up to work. It's uncomfortable for me to hang out with my friends. 24 seven has been very uncomfortable in my own skin. I just feel weird and that's okay. And I've had to become with like, I don't need to make myself feel a certain way that living in this discomfort right now is okay. And in fact, growth only happens outside of our comfort zone. And so letting myself, okay, what, what is my new life? Cause there's no such thing as normal for me anymore. Right. I'm, I'm seeking for a new normal. Um, so yeah, letting yourself sit in the discomfort, giving yourself time to grieve and it, and just knowing it's not here to to make camp and set up and stay. It's here just to visit and let it visit and, and um, welcome it and then let it move on. So I think like pain is one of the most powerful teachers that we have. And so if we uh, give ourselves the chance to look and learn and listen from our pain, um, it really can heal and teach us a lot. Oh, you, can I just like commend you for like two and a half seconds? <laughs> I just... I don't even, there's not words like I, your words are eloquent. You just have a beautiful soul, like, and to be able to give yourself the permission to feel pain and to recognize that it's, it's there for you. It's, and I love that image. And I, when I've gone through therapy too, um, they, they encouraged me to like write a letter to my 10 year old self. Cause that's, a, that's how old I was when my mom got remarried. That was just like a really pivotal time in my development. And, um, and they really encouraged me to like, 
exactly what you just said, like embrace your inner child. And like, I totally had forgotten about that until you just shared that because exactly like you said, it is me that is hurting and whether just because my grief looks different than yours, it's still an emotion we both have. We're both familiar with it. Our listeners are familiar with grief and loss and sadness and hurt and disappointment and really, truly just embracing it. And I like to say like sitting in the suck mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just really, I mean, and that's one of the reasons I reference Brene Brown so much is that's exactly what she encourages us to do all the time is just be uncomfortable, be comfortable with the uncomfortable, because like mm-hmm. you said, pain is just one of the most powerful teachers. And when we can, as women, as moms, as wives, as whatever roles we have, when we can just sit in the uncomfortable, it allows us to heal and it allows us to be better moms. Because then when our kids go through grief and sadness and strife, we have exercised that muscle so much of like, I don't need to give you some ice cream and make you feel better. Mm -hmm. Like, I can just sit here with you and cry with you and snuggle you. We can talk about it because I'm comfortable being uncomfortable and I don't know the right words to say. Right. And just in our own healing, in our healing of our children, in our healing of our friends, siblings, parents, whatever, but this stuff doesn't just bless us. It blesses everyone we know. Right. Because when we get good at this, we can then just help everyone know how to grieve and, and be there with them in their uncomfortable moments. Right. Just like the savior. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. I love I just- that. No, I love that. Cause it reminds me, I'm like, so when I, I've, I'm an Enneagram eight. So if like, I'm a vulnerable, like I protect my vulnerability. I protect, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I I'm loving, but there's a part of me for a most of my life, instead of, I would always mask my hurt with anger. I'd rather be angry at you than be vulnerable and cry to you. And so I just call myself a prickly cactus. Like if I, if I'm feeling off, I just become this like cactus where no one wants to go hug a cactus, but that's all I've ever wanted. Just freaking hug me is when I'm feeling this way. So I've seen that in my son, Max, when he gets prickly and angry, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know what he's, I know that. And I just go to him. I'm like, do you just need a hug? And they're like, yes. You know, cause I'm like, no one, for me, that wasn't offered when I was a kid, when I was angry, was go in your room, calm down. No one wants to be around this cactus. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but no, I'm like, he's masking what it, cause that's me. You know what I mean? So it, it has been so, it's been the biggest blessing to be able to now translate that to my kids. And it's like, when you're having big feelings, that's okay. I and like, guys remember like when they're crying, like remember when mom was crying the other day? it's okay. Like, yeah, it's okay to cry. I'm here, you know, and just like letting emotions, like that doesn't change who you are. You don't need to show up a certain way to make me happy. Your feelings are yours and I can be here as you're going through that. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because it has been life-changing for me with my kids. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Keep going. Okay. The second M is move your body and you miss Bryn, (laughs) you know all about this. So for me, I'm like grief grief is, is physical pain in your body. Like it is a physical thing and our bodies do hold on to this. And so for me, picking something that gets me moving and allows you to let go and release and replace those negative, like painful feelings with endorphins that actually will change your mood that actually will help you think better thoughts, which connects you mind, body, spirit, Pick something that's going to help you move during your grief, whether it's going for walks, whether it's dancing, put some music on and dance, whether it's stepping on the treadmill and listening to something while you're working, like moving your body, your body will love you so hard for that. Your body's going to say, thank you so much for that. It's such an easy thing just to want to lay in bed. I'm feeling something heavy. Let me just crawl under the covers. Like that to me is like a natural thing rather than like, I'm feeling something I want to and then getting myself, luckily my gym, like it's been my sanctuary. We have a kid care. I get two hours every day 
and I use every second of it. We have massage chairs, you know, I'm like, I go and I'm on the treadmill and I'm moving. And I, like you were talking about too, um, habit stacking. When I'm on the treadmill, I have a podcast. I have a conference talk. I have a book. I have something that's feeding my soul and teaching my mind while my body is going. So I'm not thinking about what my body's doing. Cause I'm not there to get a rock and butt. I'm there because my mind needs it. My body needs it. And so pick something. And part of me, I've always wanted to try boxing. I don't want to hit anyone in the face, but I think that'd be the most therapeutic release in the whole world. Like I want to try it so bad, but especially if you're going through something heavy, choose something that matches your intensity that you're like, I need to get this out. If it's yoga and you want to feel and release and calm, or if it's like high intensity or you have anger and you want to get it out, choose something that matches it. And you can get it out and just watch and see what it does to your body and to your mind. Like it has been I've never been a gym person. Never. I've never been consistent at working out ever. Like this is a blessing that this grief has given me as a relationship with the gym, a relationship with my body and this healthy outlet that I now love and I've never had before in my life. So move your body is number two. Mm-hmm. Amen to all of that. And I, I'm actually a live fitness instructor and I, I have anger issues, you guys, just in case you haven't learned that about me yet. <laughs> and there's always, so my favorite format to teach, it's called turbo kick and it's kickboxing, but it's, it's essentially shadow boxing. There's no punching bag. There's no whatever, but you're, you're doing uppercuts and jabs and crosses and hooks and all the things, but it's like to a tempo. So it's like dancing plus kickboxing. And it's just like, so amazing. <laughs> it is so amazing. And it's actually like the program that I was first introduced to 12 years ago when I fell in love with Beachbody. Right. So I, this is my favorite format to teach. And there's a, um, there's an ending section called the finale where it's like five minutes and it's just like, Oh, the music is so good. And like, it's just like that final five minutes of hard. And it's one of those workouts that it's like, I didn't know my heart rate can get that high. And like, like you, it's 30 minutes and you burn 300 calories. And you're like, my heart rate was at 190 at one point And holy crap, I'm sweating from my eyebrows. Like <laughs> it's like one of those, oh my gosh. And it's so good. But there's always this, like <laughs> this moment during the finale where I just like, m- my friends call it Bryn mode. Um, because I just get that intensity, like she's talking about of like, just that inner beast comes out and like, and it's honestly in some of my hardest moments, I have just turned on a workout and, and it's always this one. It's always turbo fire or turbo jam at home or, or in a gym setting or whatever. And that's when I just exactly like she was talking about, like just punching it out. And I have cried so many times during that workout. And like, I literally, like, (laughs) I remember what, during one of my hardest moments there, I, I was in our first ever apartment and there was a temple, a picture of the temple on one side and a picture of the savior on the other. And I was like doing like jabs and like jumping <laughs> from side to side. And like the song said, like, whose house, my house, whose house, my house, whose house, my house, you're in my house. Right. And I was literally like jumping and punching and looking at the temple and looking at the savior. And I was like, Satan, get out of my house. <laughs> like yes. this song was just like, and I was like bawling and screaming and punching and like, (laughs) and I'm sure if anybody was ever a fly on the wall in that moment, they would be like, that girl is scary. (laughs) But, but really, truly like some of my most therapeutic release moments have been like outside doing a run and just like running for everything I have. And just like ignoring my limitations of my mind, ignoring the limitations of my body and just like pushing past it and like suck it, Satan, (laughs) right? Those (laughs) moments of, and really there is so, so, so much release and therapy to be found in Mm. that movement. So, yes. Well, and just to thinking of Satan specifically, he does not have a body. So when we move ours, when we elevate ours, when we up, like really though, like you, he loses control of you. Mm -hmm. 
truly. Mm-hmm. If you can control and you can use your body and be purposeful with what you're doing with it, he does lose that control of you. So that is so powerful. I love that. Oh, that was and, good. Mm. <laughs> um, also, I was going to say with the habit stacking, so I do work. Like I have a full-time mom, but I have a job. So the gym has also become a place where I, the treadmill, I do an hour. I'm getting emails done. I'm, I'm talking to my team. I'm getting that done. So I do sneak it in to those times. So um, and we'll, you can talk about more about how I do the things, but okay. Number three, the third M is modify your thoughts. So if you can change your thoughts, you can change your life period. Um, before I started going through my divorce, I had found a life coach and the principles that they taught, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I now have complete agency. It's no longer like I I can choose the life I want because I believe circumstances are neutral. Things happen, but how we think about them determines how we then feel, which then determines how we act, which then determines our results. So if you want to feel something different, all you need to do is change your thought about it. That doesn't mean I think that what happened is wonderful. No, it means you, you can choose a neutral thought. Anyways, there's so much that we can go into this, but who it really comes down to who do you want to be? Okay. As I'm going through my divorce and now I'm co-parenting, I'm like, my ex will be in my life for my entire life. Mm -hmm. I want to have the best relationship possible because I want that. I want to be loving. I want to be kind. I want to be forgiving. I want to be empathetic. I want to be happy. I want to be authentic. And so when I have thoughts or, or things happen and I choose, okay, I can react in so many ways. I could think that's unfair. That's hurtful. That's this. Or I could think, man, that must be really hard that he's going through that right now to, to, you know, experience this. You know what I mean? Like you can, and your mindset is a muscle at the beginning, something that I'm going through right now, it could have crushed me years ago, but training my thoughts over and over, choosing to think different thoughts. It's now I'm like, wow, like, I have this strength and I have this power now over my thoughts, but it didn't come just from me. I had to hire a life coach. I had to hire a therapist. I had to buy the the books, listen to the podcast. It is an investment of your time. It is purposeful effort. And sometimes even now, like obviously now, like things will come up and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to rewrite this thought. It's stuck. It's there. I believe it. And that's when having a life coach or having a therapist and they can help you rewrite those thoughts or having a best friend, talk it out to someone, say, this is what I'm thinking. And this is what I'm, I'm stuck in. And that's okay. It's okay to have negative thoughts. It's okay that those, like, you don't need to judge yourself for having that. That's great. Vocalize it, get it out and then think, okay, how could I rewrite that? I want to choose to think differently about this. I want to choose to feel differently about this. Um, And so writing out your thoughts, doing these brain dumps, we were getting stuff out or having a friend you can vocalize and vent to your mom, whatever, um, or really finding a therapist and a life coach. These people are trained professionals. Just like you go to the gym, you're like, okay, I want muscles. I don't know what I'm doing on these machines. Can you help me? They do the same thing with their brain. We want, I want to be happier. I want to feel free from the hurt and the pain. These people, that's what they do. They train you. They help you to rewrite these thoughts that literally will free you. Once you believe in yourself, no one, no one can take that from you. Um, that goes into our, our next one, but let go of other people's actions, let go of other people's reactions, let go. If someone's acting a way, it's because of what they're experiencing. It's not because of you, right? Freeing everybody from that, free yourself from that. And just truly modify your thoughts. Think about how you're thinking. Um, and then oh, let's see. Anyways. Yeah. So I, I've shared probably enough about that one, <laughs> but cause I we like, honestly, one. all of these, you could talk like hours and hours on each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it goes into the fourth one, which is, um, manifest your worth. Um, you are already, I'm like going to cry. Your worth is eternal. 
Nothing that you do will change that. Nothing that anyone does to you will change that. Your worth is eternal. Claim it. Um, if this is something that, again, that Britt and I like connected on where it was this miracle morning, it's the, the daily habits of having affirmations, you telling yourself who you are, reminding yourself, claiming these things. So writing out every day, having a practice, writing out these I am statements. I am what? What do you want to be? What do you want to believe about yourself? Claim those things. Having a vision board, what do you want your life to look like? You're not stuck. Your past doesn't determine tomorrow. You get to have whatever life you want. Claim it. Own it. This is You get to be whoever you want to be. But it's because Oh, and I can't separate my faith with who I am. Like I believe in God. And because I believe in God, I believe in myself because God, who is, who he is, I'm his daughter. And that is enough period. Right. So journaling every day, your gratitude, looking for those things, praying every day, um, just focusing on on your core values. Again, asking that question, who do I want to be? And writing out, like I've said, mine, I want to be kind, loving, forgiving, happy, empathetic. And so when things come into my life, I get to show up as that. If someone confronts me with something, I think I stop. Okay. I want to be kind, loving, happy, forgiving, empathetic. How do I want to respond to that now? Letting your values determine your actions. That is you claiming your worth. That is you saying, I can be who I want to be no matter what is going on around me. And anyway, so manifest your worth every day. Remind yourself who you are and claim it and own it because you can. You're not stuck in whoever in your circumstances. You're not stuck in your past. I'm like taking all the notes. (laughs) This is so good. And you've said so many one-liners that I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. You need to write a book. That's all I have to say. Um, I just feel like you have such a beautiful message that you could share with the world and you love to help people like you already mentioned, but really, yes, truly. Like I just thought of two new affirmations that I want to write down in my own practice because of what you said, my worth is eternal. I claim it. That's one that you said that I'm like, okay, I'm adding that (laughs) to my affirmations. And because I believe in God, I believe in myself. So you're just, I love those. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep going. You're You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The fifth and final um, M to help you through the grief is to magnify the miracles. If you don't already look for miracles every single day, I invite you to start and to purposely write in your journal miracles. And if you're, if you, if you're sitting down, you're like, I can't see them today, go back to the last 12 months. What miracles have you seen in your life? And to me, the way I define miracles are something that, you know, you could not have done on your own. That's it. Something, you know, I could not have done that on my own. Look, there must've been an outside help or look, that friend came and helped. It's, it's acknowledging God's hand in your life. That's what a miracle is to me. God is closer than we realize. Like he truly is. And when we open our eyes and we're looking for him, you will find him. I promise you, you will see him. Um, During your time of grief, turn to him. And if you want to be angry at him, that's okay. He's the safest person in the existence to be angry at. Let let your anger go to him if, if you need to. Rely on him. Plead to him. Cry to him. Make yourself as close to him as you possibly can. And I promise you, you will feel the difference in your life because you can't do this on your own. When I, here I was, um, December hit. um, And again, I've been writing down my miracles a a week before my ex had revealed everything to me. Um, I had hired my best friend, Talisa, to be my assistant because my Instagram was growing like crazy. I had 300 people in my inbox wanting to try products. And I was like, I can't do this on my own. And so I hired an assistant. Little did I know five days later, I was going to stop working for the next pretty much four months. Like I, I couldn't show my face on Instagram anymore. I was like, how do I 
So my, my Instagram went from 3000 followers to 30,000 followers in a matter of three months. And during this time, I was going through the separation, going through the heartache, going through the divorce. And I'm like, I don't know how to show my face. Like, I was just like, I don't, I want to hide in my bed and never come out. And now all of a sudden I felt this, not only responsibility, because I'm like, here are all these new followers. I want to show up and be like, Hey, you're following me for a reason. Like, you know, but then also I was committing to being a single mom. There was a new, a new role in my life that I never had where this outlet, this fun, creative healing space now all of a sudden became a heavy responsibility that I needed to provide for my kids through the same thing. And all of a sudden I was just like, I don't know how to do this. Um, but seeing God put her in my life a week before it all happened, she, so I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out the night after this had happened. And she's sitting next to me on the computer, sending out all the product recommendation emails, doing all the carts. It, it was the biggest miracle, right? Having that assistant in my life right at that time. And then my company comes out with, oh, December happens to be double bonus month. If you hit this rank, you get a double bonus. I hit that rank for the first time in six months. It had been a long time since I hit it right when all of a sudden I was like, I need to pay rent. I need to pay all the bills. Like it, it all of a sudden became on my shoulders. And it was like, my company's like, oh, hey, we're going to done. We'll take care of that for you. And then January hits and a reel that I had done earlier. So this is actually one of, it's such an incredible story of just how God is in the details. I do heatless. I do heatless tutorials, teach girls how I was looking at Amazon at heatless things I could purchase to try. I saw something called the Octocurl and it looked so weird. I was like, I would never do that. Like, it just looks so weird, you know? And I was like, it was like $30. And I was like, why would I spend the money on that? And then all of a sudden the spirit whispered, buy it make a video. It will go viral. And I was like, that's a fun idea. Yeah. Why don't I just do a fun video about that? And I was like, okay, bought it, got it, made the video. It went viral. Um, it's now four over 4 million views for this one reel, but the miracle in that, that's not the miracle. The miracle is that that connected me to the owner. She had a thousand followers on Instagram. And I was like, girl, this is life-changing. I'm like, I do heatless stuff. Like that's my job. That's what I do. This is amazing. I'm sharing it. She went from 1000 followers to 15,000 followers. We sold out her inventory. And at the end of that, like she, she's like, gave me an affiliate link and that paid my rent the next month. You know what I mean? I was just like, (laughs) and I was just these little miracles that God was helping me in my grief, be able to help someone else. And that changed her life completely. He can use us in our mess to share his message. God can use our mess to share his message and to help other people. And I, I was always open and willing, but yet I was always so scared because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I never feeling this. And yet January hit and I became number one in my company in January. Again, because I had an assistant who God put into my life because I kept showing up and I, and I, I shared with my audience. I'm like, I am going through something heavy. I ask for your privacy, but I also ask for your prayers and they came and they came and they came. And I know that's how I was. I'm like, I don't believe that, that my Instagram following just started blowing up just because I think God knew I needed strength to actually get through what I was about to go through. And I needed hundreds and maybe thousands of prayers because that's what I've been living off of. Like people have been praying for me and it has been strengthening me and I feel it. And so I don't overlook any one of those miracles. I'm like they are miracles. And I am so grateful that God is so aware of me and he's right here and he's helping me through this. And, and he's writing down the miracles, reading them often, going back and remembering and feeling that gratitude is so healing. Gratitude is healing. So letting yourself recognize what's going on and recognizing God's hand and knowing that I could not have done this without him. So when I am a business owner. So I'm teaching other people about, you know, in their businesses, I'm like, pick a goal that you can't do on your own, that you need God's help to achieve. That's your goal. Don't do it on your own. Pick something that's going, that you need to rely on the Lord in order to achieve it. And then, you know, you, it's not you that's doing it. It was you and the Lord. Um, but yeah. So magnify the miracles in your life, look for them, write them down, read them often, feel the gratitude that comes with that, because that is so healing. Oh my gosh. I'm like, all the feels, 
all the feels. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I don't have any other words for you for that. That was just beautiful. And I can just, I'm sure the listeners on here are feeling the exact same way. Like, I'm just in awe at your your mindset, your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself. And really, I don't know how else to say that or how else to put it, but I, I want to ask you, cause I'm sure the listeners are wondering this too. How much time do you spend? Like not just on a daily basis, but like how long in your life, have you been interested in your own personal growth and kind of being in tune with your mindset? Because I think sometimes when we go through hard things, some people just, I mean, like 2020 was a perfect example of that. Like 2020 to some people, it was just like the worst thing ever. And to some other people, 2020 was like, I'm in this, like, I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to learn. And I feel like sometimes we look at those people and it's just like, oh, well, you're a loser and you're a winner and that's just it. And that's just all there is to it. Right. Like, but that's not true. And there's so much that goes into being committed to learning from our struggles and learning from our pain and learning from our growth. So talk us through like, your mindset journey and how long each day you spend on it and how long, like in your life, have you spent on it? Oh man, that is a great question. I, I believe that we all have spiritual gifts. Um, and faith is one of mine. And to me, faith is it's your beliefs, right? Fear is choosing that. Oh, something bad could happen. And faith is choosing that something good is going to happen. And so that is something I feel like I have been blessed with. But it's something that I do actively try and build every single day. I, I talk to myself like in my mind a lot. I feel like, so as a little girl, um, I grew up with a dad who is sick and he's been sick my whole life. And I feel like that gave me the opportunity to get really close to heavenly father because I had a need and I had a desire and I wanted him to get better. And I would ask heavenly father every day and I would talk to him and I would cry to him and I, I built that relationship because of something sad, because of something hard in my life. I let that bring me closer to him. And, but I felt so strong. I am his daughter. And so what else, you know, I'm like, that's where my worth has always come from. It comes from God and my parents can't take that from me. My family, my friends, my ex, you know what I mean? Like it's from God and it's there. So now that I know who I am and whose I am, what do I want to do with my life? right? How many people do I want to bless? I have this, this vision of, I want to help as many people as I can know who they are and be their best self. And so as I'm, as I'm struggling, I also have this weird, like backstage pass to my life and to the world view of, okay, I'm struggling with this. Well, who is this going to help? And I'm like, I don't know if people think that, but I think that as I'm going through this, I'm like, okay, of course I would need to know what it felt like to be cheated on. And to, because people go through this. So I need to feel like I need to experience this so that I can help those people. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, well, what am I experiencing? And I am experiencing this pain and grief. And well, how am I processing it? So I, I continually am analyzing how I'm feeling, why I'm thinking these things and how it could possibly bless someone else. And I don't know if that's a normal thing for people, for your brain to work like that, but, and I am a teacher, you know, like a teacher by trade, I've always, I've always been into teaching and leadership and wanting to truly help people think differently. Cause I feel like if you can help someone think differently, you can change their life. And so as a teacher, that's what we do. We teach skills to help them think differently about things. And so as I'm living my own life, I try and think, okay, what am I experiencing? How can I share this in a way that's going to help someone else who's experiencing it? So like on a daily basis, if I can't show up on social media, cause some days I can't, I can't, but I show up for me. And what that looks like is, a podcast or a book or just my scriptures or just talking nice to myself or you know what I mean? But it's, I have to take care of me or else I can't take care of my kids and I can't take care of my followers and my team, my business. You know what I mean? So loving yourself. And I love that grace is your whole thing because I give myself so much grace. I don't, I don't live in guilt, right? Guilt's not even 
a thing for me, which maybe maybe it should at some point because I've gone to McDonald's way too much than anyone humanly possibly should. But I'm like, I really don't even care. Like that's the thing. I'm like, I've been in survival mode this last year and I'm alive. My kids are alive. I'm the best mom in the world. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Just giving yourself the permission to be you at whatever stage you're in. You're enough. I'm enough. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to look like this. And if it does, that's okay. It's okay too. You know, but grace is huge. Love yourself enough to give you all the grace in the world. You're going to be just fine. Uh, I love this. I love you. I love your message. I love all of this. Okay. So, um, in closing, I want definitely to give you time to like, give us any closing thoughts that you have, but also will you give us just a couple of your favorites, um, like your favorite books, your favorite podcasts, your, your favorite things that have like, just really helped your mindset. Sure. Yes. So, um, one of the first exposures I had to, um, changing my thoughts and my mindset was Jody Moore coaching. Um, she has the podcast called better than happy. Um, And so that started triggering the thoughts. And then I joined her Be Bold program. And so I could listen to her helping people rewrite their thoughts over and over and over again, because it's a skill. And so I was in that for a while. Loved that. Um, I love the go-giver. If you're a business and Bryn, you're the one who introduced me to that. And I absolutely love it. Um, Just your mindset. Again, it's not about you. Like you love yourself, but then focus on the other people and how you can bless, serve them. It'll change every aspect of your life. Um, I love, oh, I'm like a self-help junkie. So I'm like all the business stuff, all that. I'm like, oh, I I love essentialism is one of my absolute favorite books. There's so many things in life that are non-essential. So stop making them such a big deal. And literally what is the most essential thing? And especially when you're grieving, let go of everything. I don't have to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't. So I don't, I still don't, <laughs> you know, and it's fine. Are we eating? Uh-huh. That's part's essential. Cool. We got it done. <laughs> so essentialism so good. Um, let's see what other books I, I have so many, like where do I even start? Um, I just finished, if you're an entrepreneur, the four hour work week, obsessed, love it. Um, the millionaire messenger. If you're on Instagram, if you want your message to be part of your income by Brennan Burchard, so good. Um, Oh my gosh. Oh, anything from Brene Brown. She's life-changing. Love her. Um, oh gosh, I'll have to, maybe I'll even just text you. You can put it in the notes. Cause I have like, I have so yeah, many, but do. that would be awesome. Okay. No, that's so good. So good. Okay. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for being on here today and for sharing your beautiful message of hope. And really, truly, I just, for all of those listening, I just want to point out a couple of things, especially that I got that I hope you gleaned from this message is just one lean in, lean into your struggle. It is there to teach you something. And I know it sucks and I know it hurts and I know it's hard, but when we can really truly lean into that pain, we can, we can learn so much from it. Number two, I love what Rachel said about going to your father in heaven with everything your the miracles you're grateful for the pain you're experiencing the octocurls you're buying on Amazon the anger that you have and I some of my most vivid prayers and memories that I have I remember driving home one day from a friend's wedding. And I was just going through some really hard things in my life. And I remember crying and driving and I could hardly see. And I was praying and it was like a 30 minute, like prayer of anger. But I remember being healed on that drive. And I think so many times we like, Oh, I can't get mad at God. Like that's not appropriate. That's not okay. And honestly, I think that's a thought that comes from Satan (laughs) because, because really, truly you think about your own earthly relationships, especially the people you're closest to. And you have memories of hard conversations. You have memories of pain. You have memories of joy and bliss and happiness and abundance, but the thing that makes that relationship so strong with that earthly person is because you've been through the hard and worked through it and come out on the other side. 
So I think if you are really, truly able to give yourself permission to have that kind of a relationship with God, to get mad at him, to be thankful for him, to praise him, to all, all of it, all of it, it's, it just strengthens your relationship with him so much, so much. And, and really, truly, finally, I love everything you said about magnifying those miracles and recognizing the big and small moments that we have in our every single, every single daily life, like just the normal, the normalness and remembering who we are, remembering whose we are and just all of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Any final thoughts for us before we like close it off? I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like my mess, my message is still messy. Like I'm still going through it. I still don't know the best ways to share it, but I, I truly just hope that there was something like pick one thing. You don't have to do all of it. You don't pick one thing that you're like, Oh, I can, I can do that. I want that feels exciting for me to try, right. Hone in on that and put it into practice and really try it, try it for days, try it for a month. And then if you want to add more things into it, do it at that point, but you are already enough right now, however you are. And just, if you got fall in love with yourself, um, I will share this part. So now that I am single, <laughs> there is an incredible void, which I've been lonely for a long time. Okay. So being on my own, that's normal. My ex was in medical school and the army. I'm used to being alone, but there's this new void of loneliness that right when I got out of my divorce, I was like, okay, I want to fill this. I want to start dating. I want to, I want, uh, it's uncomfortable that I'm now on my own and there's no end inside. And so let's just fill that with a new relationship because that'll be exciting. And, but I'm supposed to be alone right now. I'm supposed to understand what this loneliness feels like to fall in love with me, to take care of me, to date myself right now. Right. And it sounds so weird, I'm sure, but like, if we don't care, we have to take care of ourselves. That's not someone else's job to come in and to heal us and make us feel better, make us feel whole. Like we get to do that with ourselves. And but you're not alone. Like like we said before, you have your savior. And and again, I don't know if you're going to share this part or not. But for a long time, I've had the strongest relationship with my heavenly Father. Like He's my dad. Like sometimes we're afraid to express anger to our earthly human people because of how they're going to react. You can express anger to the creator of the world, who's the most unconditionally loving being because of how he's going to react. You can, you have the full trust of unconditional love. So I can get angry at this person knowing that he's going to love the heck out of me still and more so for it, you know? And so he's there, but our savior is the one who has felt my exact pain. He knows what I'm feeling because I believe he's right here experiencing it alongside me. So letting this void of another person of this, whatever it is you're grieving in your life, let that void put Christ in there and let that heal that part of you that is empty and open and vulnerable and hurting right now. Let him be in there as you are loving yourself, rediscovering yourself, whatever that, that looks like to you right now in your life, but taking that time to not just replace it because it's uncomfortable that you're alone now let it be open and let it, you're, you're creating a new identity. You're creating a new existence, a new future for yourself and give that the time and the space and the uncomfortableness that it needs. So I don't know why I needed to share that, but you did. That was beautiful. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the light that you are in the world. And for all of those who were able to listen to this today, please share this message with your friends whether they are going through a hard time, if they're going through a divorce, if they are a single mom through death or divorce or whatever it is, if they are grieving, whether they're like me and still married through their grief or have chosen to separate through their grief, or even if you're, even if it's something completely separate, if you're grieving, if you need these five M's, or if you know someone who needs these five M's, this message is shared because you share it. We've done our part. Now, please share it with those you love so that they can be healed, just like we have all been blessed and healed and uplifted by this. So, I freaking love you. I'm so grateful for you. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember, the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace. Thank you.